understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello scumbags, this is episode number 5. My name is Sean and I'm your host. Tonight, we'll talk about the Northern Tournament presented by Smash Wrestling this Sunday, June 3rd in Toronto at the Phoenix. We'll also put the scumbag spotlight on Kevin Blackwood. We'll talk about the All In and StarCast events coming in September during Labor Day weekend in Chicago. We look at the defamation trial of CM Punk and Cole Cabana against the Doctor of WWE. We'll talk about Enzo Mori's uh, rap debut, the state of 205 on WWE Network along with the Cruiserweight Championship, a look at the build-up between Velveteen Dream and Ricochet in NXT, the upcoming TV deals for USA and Fox involving Raw and SmackDown, we wonder where the missing call-ups from the Superstar Shakeup are, and we look at the build-up to Money in the Bank. All that coming up on this week's episode. Just sit back and enjoy. We'll be right back. Have you seen our Scumbags Wrestling t-shirts? Have you thought, hey, those are pretty cool and we'd, I'd love to have one too? Well, you can. Just contact me or go to Twisted Tees and find out how you can get your own Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt. We currently have two designs, the old Superstars of Wrestling parody logo and the commemorative Raw 25th Anniversary Scumbags of Wrestling parody logo. These shirts are amazing and have great quality thanks to Twisted Tees and you can get yours for $25. And if there's enough interest in getting a whole bunch of shirts, then I'm willing to go up to Alora and pick them up and get us a good deal with money going to charity. Just last month, we sold some t-shirts and were able to donate $50 of the profits towards Cody Diener's Giver for Charity. So if you'd like to continue helping out, that'd be awesome. And you can look great in one of our Scumbags Wrestling t-shirts. Be a proud scumbag, buy a shirt, support Twisted Tees, and Cody Diener. Be a loud and proud scumbag, buy a shirt.
Hello, and welcome to episode number five of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. We have Jason uh, joining us. How are you, Jay? Hey, not bad. Yeah, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, I'm not sure who else is going to be joining us, but uh, yeah, I thought we'd uh, start with, off with a preview of this weekend's Northern Tournament uh, that's being presented by Smash Wrestling on uh, Sunday, June 3rd. Two shows, one day. Are you interested in the show? I know you're heading to Comic-Con. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be able to make the show, but uh, I think it looks amazing. I'm actually kind of upset I'm not going, but, you know, two things clashing together, two events, so. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going. lot going on that weekend. Yeah, there is, but, uh, yeah. That... Yeah, so have you uh, looked at the card and uh, seen what's coming up? Sorry, I cut out there. Yeah, no worries. Have you seen the card? And uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen the card. Uh, yeah, I've seen the card. Um, like I said, there's there's some awesome matches. Of the uh, Duke and Joey Mercury. I think that's going to be a, a standout for sure. Those two guys are um, seasoned. Uh, so those two getting together would be really great. No, it's going to be cool to see who gets down to the final four. Yeah, I definitely was surprised when I saw Joey Mercury on the uh, card because I didn't yeah, realize he was actually back in the ring beyond yeah. doing what he did with WWE. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, yeah, well, that and he's been an agent for, for a really long time, right? Yeah, so he must be getting some time off or stepped away from that and is uh, going to step into the ring in uh, yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm thinking that some, there's something going on with the agents or something with WWE because uh, I've noticed uh, Tyson Kidd, who's also recently uh, been promoted to an agent, is doing wrestling seminars and uh, indie shows like that. So there's something definitely going on where they're allowing them to do more of this stuff. Yeah, I was noticing that too and uh, just wondering when or where he was going to be close to uh, this area because yeah, TJ's a really good guy and Without fail, every year he uh, sends me a birthday wish. And yeah, yeah, me as well. Uh, at first, I'm like, oh, it's just like a like, kind of like a bot thing. But if you write back to him, he'll write back to you and answer any questions or anything. So he's a really cool guy that way. Yeah, I've had full conversations with him, and it's uh, yeah, really unique for somebody at least that's made it to the big show of WWE and is still working there to yeah, reach you, out to his fans. Exactly. You figure a guy like that has probably like. You know, maybe not as much as some of the other guys, but they get a lot of messages on Facebook and whatnot. So um, for him to reach out and actually talk to the fans, you know, reply to them, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so carrying on with the Northern Tournament, you mentioned that uh, in the first round is uh, Dukes against uh, Mercury. There's also Joe Hendry versus uh, Kevin Bennett. Yes, uh, yeah, for up. sure. I guess Kevin Bennett have... just released his diss track or something. Yeah, <laughs> or he Joe had Henry. quite the uh, rap going on, uh, dissing Joe Henry and calling him nothing. And nice, nice, perfect. Uh, yeah. Kev- perfect for Kevin Bennett to do. Yeah, I'm worried that by the end of the night, he's, or at least by the end of the first show, he's probably going to be wanting to be back in the ring with Andre, Andrea uh, Cien Almas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Smackdown. And yeah. he took a beating on that one, but I think Hendry's going to give him an even bigger one. 
Yeah, it's, it's very possible, especially if we, he doesn't have a uh, muscle or big tank with him now. So, yeah, he's going he'll to, alone. Yeah, he'll have to do it by himself. Uh, there's also in a intergender match, Jordan Grace against uh, Joey Janela. Yeah, I think Janela will probably take that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm familiar. not overly familiar with either of them. Either, yeah, uh, I know Joey yeah, did I'm, a big I'm, thing during WrestleMania weekend and had his own uh, summer breakout show or whatever it was. So yeah, he's yeah, he's been, he's been pretty. Yeah, he's been pretty popular with the, in the indie scene. Uh, Grace, I'm not too sure about either on, on him, but um, who knows? You know, he could he could take it, but I call for Janela to take that one. And then there's Andrew Everett versus Kevin Blackwood. I gotta go Blackwood. You know that. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm aiming <laughs> for. Uh, yeah, I think I think, I think that'll be a good match. Yeah, that'll be a good match too. Uh, they're both like really good. Good. I know Andrew Everett's a high flyer and stuff, so it'll be a cool match, I think. And then there's uh, Sebastian Suave versus Jason Cade. That one I'm not sure about. I, I have a feeling Suave might win, but um, I don't know. That one's, a, that one's a hard one to say. What do you think? Yeah, I was leaning towards Suave myself, making it at least to the second round, if not even to the finals. That, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking he might make the finals as well. Brent Banks versus John Greed. I got to go Brent, Brent Banks on that one, probably. Yeah, Banks is definitely, as he's been uh, basically given the title of one of the four pillars of Smash Wrestling. And yeah, yeah. Only well, be next right world champ, him. right? Oh, next world everybody's, champ. <laughs> everybody's waiting for that moment where he gets that title. Yeah, yeah. That's, that'll be a... That'll be an interesting uh, event. I think the, the crowd will just go insane if he actually wins the, the title at some point. Yeah. Um, another first-round matchup sees in the, another intergender match, Kimberly versus Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with, with her. I know Kimberly. I, I think she'll probably – actually, I think Kimberly might actually make it to the Final Four. It's hard to say, but. Um, if they go that route of having one of the ladies in the finals, I think it might might just be her. Yeah, because there's three uh, three of the sixteen are women in the uh, right, right. So yeah, so it's I I think they'll probably it's hard to say. They they might put one in into the the final four there. I think it would be Kimberly if if there is if one of them does make it there. Yeah, and then the final match in the first round is Matt Riddle versus Mia Yim. And Mia was part of the uh, uh, May Young tournament last year. Yeah, yep. She was uh, TNA as well, right? Or Impact for a little while? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah before going to I, there. Yeah, I was kind she of... She was like part of the dollhouse. Yes, that's right, too. I was kind of in and out of, of Impact during that, that part, but I remember her being on there. Now that you're saying the dollhouse, it's kind of... Uh, I'm remembering now, so... Uh, that one... I oh, That one's hard, too, Uh I think Riddle might might win. Like I, it, I think with that section of the tournament, if Riddle wins, he he could make it to the end or to the final four, or it could be Kimberly. So I think it'll come down to uh, Kimberly and Riddle, and then one of those two will make it. So I think they're in the same bracket, uh, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, so. so yeah, all those uh, winners from the first round uh, advance to the second show, which is going to be at seven o'clock or seven thirty on Sunday. And the winners of round two actually 
advance to a fatal four-way elimination match. Yeah, it should be should be awesome. I think it, there's there's so many uh, different variations that could be in that that final four. So it's it'll be interesting to see what actually happens. Yeah, definitely have to hand it to Smash Wrestling for uh, coming up with a tournament. Uh, format and bringing in some great talent that's not just their own. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they they've been knocking it out of the park for so long now. It's just it's amazing what they're doing. Yeah, it definitely helps with, uh, I guess, the uh, relationship they have with uh, the Fight Network too. Be able to get that exposure. Yeah, exactly for sure. And then also uh, part of show number two when they're not doing the tournament matches there's a grudge match with Tarek against his former uh, manager Anthony Kingdom James yes Uncle Phil yes effectively (laughs) affectionately known as Uncle Phil to the wrestling fans so (laughs) it should be interesting I've not seen uh, James get into the ring ever except for to interfere yeah, besides so, interfering, uh, I don't. I love Kingdom James. To be honest with you, I think he's hilarious. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun match. And uh, Tarek's one of the best in Smash, in my opinion. So um, he'll be able to make it make yeah. it a good time. Once again, he's one of the four pillars of uh, Smash Wrestling, and of course, as you said, I love uh, Kingdom James as well because he's definitely a throwback to what wrestling used to have with the managers and yes, you don't sure, see that sure. anymore. No, no, and he, he does it perfectly. It. Perfectly. Yeah. And then the well-oiled machines are defending their tag team titles against the super smash brothers. I think this is a uh, match that was set up at one of the last uh, tapings at the Phoenix. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah. They've been kind of drawing that for a while now between those two teams. So I think it's finally coming to a head here. Yeah, so they'll be defending the titles. I don't know if uh, the World Oil Machines can actually hold on this time. I would love to see it happen because then on the 16th in uh, Dresden, which we're taking a uh, big group of us down uh, to do that show, I believe they're supposed to be defending against Kill Screen. But if they don't have the titles, it'll still be a great match, just non-title. Yeah, unless they switch it up with uh, SSB against Kill Screen, but I don't know. It's hard to say. And I then, actually think I think SSB might actually take the titles. It seems like they're doing. Um, well, it's hard. To, another thing that's hard to say is because the the match we're going to talk probably talk about next. I'm assuming, but um, this seems to be like the the year of malice. So it's hard to say if SSB will actually take the titles and Malice will have all the titles, right? That's what I thought is uh, because the push for Malice uh, has been growing since Tyson uh, lost the title to uh, Frankie TM. It's now uh, Smash Brothers' time to get their title and rule uh, the, the whole Smash organization. Yeah. yeah, and which brings us to the, the next match, right? Exactly. In the main event, it's Malice against Malice members because Frankie TM is going to defend his title against Vanessa Craven, who actually helped him get the title off of Tyson Dukes. 
Yeah, no, I'm. I don't know if I missed something or how did this match come like become? I'm you know? totally lost myself. I'm not sure how that got set up at all. It just seems yeah, kind not, of odd. Where it is kind of odd, unless of the it's same faction. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's um, I don't know. The way I could see it is that uh, Vanessa Craven helping Frankie TM win the title. It was kind of a well, you helped me. Now you're getting a shot type thing, but. Who knows? Yeah, it could be possible. And so, yeah, that, that I think top to bottom, uh, whether you're at the first show, second show, or our first show, have to go to both shows. It's going to be awesome experience and uh, great uh, multiple hours of wrestling. Yeah, for definitely. Definitely be a great show. I know myself personally, I'm going to be there uh, along with our uh, other uh, co scumbag, uh, David. Um, I actually ended up winning tickets the other night, uh, or morning, should I say, from Post Wrestling with John Pollock and Wei Ting from the uh, Review of SmackDown show. Oh, nice. Very and, cool. Yeah, uh, we had an opportunity to get a group together, but I think the it was a short period of time to clear schedules. And as you said, you're going to Niagara Comic Con. Greg's going to uh, the Comic Con as well. Uh, Jake is setting up Rock and Con for the following weekend. It's just been a yeah, real busy there's a, time. There's a lot going on, yeah. That we couldn't all do the uh, group thing like we're doing in Dresden. And so yeah, Dresden, saw, Dresden will be good, yeah. Yeah, we got 20 going for that one. So wow. when I saw the opportunity for winning tickets with uh, through John and Way, I was up just because of my alarm. I was up at 5 a.m. and listening to their review and got to the end and answered their question. It was about uh, Anthony Kingdom James's comic book uh, company. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty perfect there since we're fans of James and I got him on Facebook. I knew the answer instantly. Right. And I was, was the it? first What's one to answer. What's his comic book called again? Aristocrat uh, Comics. Okay, yeah. He, has a, he does have a book out on that, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, and he's been promoting okay. that at different comic cons. The name's slipping my mind. It's something hero, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't have it in front of me either. Me but either yeah. he's, been, he's been signing those at uh, different Comic-Cons and at his table at uh, Smash Wrestling events. So I was able to answer that. And since David was able to clear his schedule and myself, we're going uh, to go represent Scumbags. I've also been talking to Alan and Sebastian from Smash and got it arranged that I can uh, cover the event for our podcast. And then I asked uh, John if he'd like a uh, review sent to them. And John Pollock was just like, yeah, sure, why not? So there's a chance that the review that I'm going to do, and hopefully David's going to be a part of it, will uh, appear nationally, or internationally for that matter, on post-wrestling. Perfect. That'd be awesome good way of growing and see what we go from there so i'm definitely looking forward to uh sunday and doing that yeah it'll definitely be an amazing show smash always puts on an amazing show so um with all the talent they have it's it's gonna be great yeah especially as we just ran down the card like there doesn't seem to be a clear-cut oh my god you know i'm not looking forward to this why am i You put it into perspective like like we just did, and it's like, wow. (laughs) 
you know, it's there's no clear cut winner when you look down the uh, card, so it can go either way and awesome matches regardless of the outcomes. Absolutely. And so part of that uh, tournament, as we mentioned earlier, and probably one of the reasons why you're joining me tonight is our scumbag uh, spotlight. Yes. Yes, for sure. Good old Kevin Blackwood. Kevin Blackwood. Yeah. I remember seeing, uh, I remember seeing Kevin Blackwood in in a dark match at smash in, in London. Um, I can't for life me remember it was a tag team match, but um, yeah, I just remember that was the first time I saw him. Like, wow, this guy's pretty interesting. And then I just kept seeing him at Smash shows and and grow. And then I saw his feud with uh, Tarek that ended in that that crazy uh, like street fight where he, he yeah uh, yeah he he had like that that black metal kind of look on going on. That's when he had the, his really long hair and yeah that I don't know it, I was hooked from there and. Uh, really glad that Smash keep keeps bringing him back, and he I was super uh, super excited when he he joined. He had that the uh, storyline with um, Scotty O'Shea and the kill screen, and kind of the you know back and forth of if he's going to join Scotty, and then he ended up doing so and uh, forming kill screen, and it just keeps getting better and better with Kevin Blackwood. Yeah, and he's one of those guys out of uh, Buffalo. That yeah, the Buffalo seen... boys, right? <laughs> yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of them being Puff, Daniel Garcia, Kevin Bennett, Tank, and obviously uh, Blackwood. And they all seem to be trained by uh, Pepper Parks. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid group he's got going on there, too. It was really good uh, the last show that we were at uh, on April 29th here in London. Uh, Due to scheduling changes and everything that went on and people not being able to make it, Scotty O'Shea was injured. So they needed someone else for Blackwood to do. And he actually had a teacher versus student match with Pepper Parks. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was a really good uh, match. and uh, He came out on the losing end, but he's still growing. And I've heard... well, you, know, you know Pepper Parks isn't going to show him everything he knows, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then over in the Phoenix, a uh, couple of the last shows that they've done there him and Daniel Garcia have just lit up the place. Oh, yeah, and those two. Those two are awesome together. Yeah. So, I think uh, I, I think those two – I'm not sure if those two – did you see the uh, last year's London Comic Con when they had Smash Wrestling all weekend? Yeah, that's uh, past uh, October. Yeah, yeah. I think – I don't know. I remember Dan, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood being there. I want to say they actually wrestled each other – during that that show, yeah, I think oh. so. That was one of the uh, the first times I'd seen uh, Daniel Garcia, and yeah. he's coming up. Yeah, but those two put on put on an awesome show every time they're together. I think because they're like they're best friends, right? So, yeah. And right. when you train with each other as closely as you do, it's sort of like that whole Edge and Christian sort exactly. of connection. Kind of like the, the brotherly connection. Yeah, the brotherly connection they got going on. It's pretty cool. And then but, yeah, I'm definitely mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm definitely a Kevin Blackwood fan. I even uh, I got a shirt off him at the uh, one Fanshawe show he was at, so I can sport my uh, Kevin Blackwood shirt and <laughs> and be a fan, right? Yeah, uh, he definitely appreciates it. I know I'd seen. Uh, I guess 
he's moving uh, this weekend and stuff like that. So it's hopefully he gets all that settled and can concentrate on his match on Saturday. I mean Sunday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, see him in Dresden when I get to when we go down there. Yeah, and that's uh, he's supposed to be teaming with O'Shea. Hopefully, he's uh, healed in time for that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I haven't heard either way. I think maybe they uh, preemptively uh, took him off the show just out of precaution because it was such a close injury time. But yeah. be, he's not as injured as they expected. Yeah, do you know the extent of what what happened, or they didn't no, really say? At the uh, London show, they mentioned somebody torn MCL or something like that. Oh, okay, and yeah. but that takes a lot longer to heal than just six weeks. Hmm. So maybe well, it wasn't back in time. Yeah. Hopefully, he's back in time for for Dresden and that. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, they are loading up that card as well. Like as said, there's a uh, well-oiled machine against uh, Kill Screen, but there's also uh, Sebastian Suave against uh, Cody Deaner. Nice. And there's a few others that I just missed. Uh, Tarek and Daniel Garcia. I just I just saw yeah, the, uh, release it. that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be an awesome match. That was the latest I'm edition for that one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one for sure. That could be the match of the night, just with how hard they like to hit and be hit and come back for more. Yeah, plus Tarek's been on a streak lately. He's even got new new uh, entrance music I've seen. So, yeah, I didn't mind his old uh, entrance music either, but this one's pretty cool. The the uh, punch kick chop, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Got that going fits, on, fits yeah, it yeah, fits him to a T, so. So it's definitely going to be a great month of uh, Smash Wrestling uh, over the next two weeks for uh, at least Scumbags Wrestling to catch. Yeah, absolutely. And then they, uh, they're back in London for Smash vs. CZW, right, in July? In July, yeah, they're hitting... Yeah. Uh, Sarnia, London, and uh, back in Toronto for uh, yes. tapings for Fight Network. Those should be some pretty interesting shows. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm not super familiar with CZW guys, but uh, I'll see. I'll probably see who's coming and then maybe uh, look back and, and learn about some of the guys before I, before going. Yeah, that's the good thing about YouTube. You can always uh, find out uh, everything about them. Oh, absolutely. There's so there's so much indie wrestling stuff online now. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and that's probably why things like uh, All In sold out so good and quickly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I had a, I knew that one would sell out. I didn't think it would sell out in 30 minutes, but um, yeah. I was on there. I was on there. I had uh, I had eight throw, but the, the person I was supposed to be going with kind of backed out at me last minute and Mm-hmm. Had to let them go, and then next thing you know, you know, sold out. But yeah, it what are you gonna do? Insanely quick. I know uh, there's probably about a dozen tickets uh, floating around from. Uh, oh, like stop and whatnot. Oh, oh no, just our... For, from our group that uh, have bought tickets because Jake has at least six. I think James picked up a uh, about four, and there might nice. be somebody else who got some tickets. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I'm, I'm like super happy for the whole all in thing because it just shows that, you know, how powerful and uh, influential indie wrestling is now compared to like even say five, 10 years ago, right? Yeah, and it's been so needed. And I guess people need to, in a way, thank the insult from Dave Meltzer. Yeah, it started uh, it all, year. right? Yeah, it started it all. Because he, uh, nobody since WCW has really sold out ten thousand uh, seat arenas, including right, yeah. Ring of Honor, and that's what he ended up saying that ROH couldn't do it. And then Cody and the Young Bucks uh, took up, up that challenge and went, "Okay, we'll prove you wrong." And they certainly they have. Yeah, they certainly did. Yeah, for sure. And then plus they got uh, Starcast the whole weekend, which yeah, is. Then- uh, Actually, put on. I think the head guy of that's Conrad Thompson from What Happened When Monday and uh, something to wrestle Bruce Pritchard. Um, in eighty-three weeks with uh, it, yeah, Eric, Eric Bischoff. Bischoff. Yeah. yeah, he's. I the, didn't realize that at first, and then when I was doing some more research this week, and we were still looking to possibly find a way in there, but it's all filled up and sold out already. But yeah, I yeah, just I, realized I found weird, actually, I was, part of it. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I think it was either first or. Ep- first or second episode of uh, something else to wrestle on the WWE network. And I noticed the Starcast cast uh, hats in the background. I'm like, that's kind of weird that he's got Starcast hats on maybe just cause he's, he'll, he'll be there or whatnot. And then uh, it was on uh, either the Tony Schiavone show or uh, Bruce Pritchard, or I think it was Tony Schiavone who, who mentioned that he was the promoter for it and he was kind of downplaying it. And so it's been kind of an ongoing thing on what happened when where Tony's, kind of ribbing, ribbing him about uh, being the, the super promoter now and things like that. So, that's, Yeah, I, I was hearing that cool. episode too. And, yeah, he was busting Conrad's balls uh, really good. And yeah. going, oh, well, you're now an all-great uh, promoter and yeah, everything. That's so, true. I guess uh, I think all the uh, like all the VIPs and everything are sold out. I'm pretty sure it's just down to, like, uh, whatever the the lower one is, the, day, the day-to-day shows or – tickets for the shows and whatnot yeah and some of that's left i saw the schedule on it and it's so awesome like the first night has got uh marty Skrull doing a karaoke night yeah that'd be then funny the second night has our second day has the weigh-ins for all in uh matches there's going to be a war games retrospective with jj dylan tully blanchard lex luger and rogue warrior animal so they're going to look back, I guess, on uh, maybe the, at least the original War Games uh, concept when it was yeah. NWA. There's right, supposed right. to be a roast of Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> nice. You can only imagine how that's going to go. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'd like to see who, be, who the roasters are going to be. That'll be interesting. Okay. Unfortunately, it won't probably be anybody from WWE. No, probably that, not. That's not yeah. long enough, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's still going to be a quite the crew uh, doing yeah. that. And then DDP is even going to do a yoga workshop. Nice. Very cool. So not to mention all the other stuff going on. I think there's a Xbox 360 uh, podcast going on. Everybody's going to be doing live uh, podcasting, not just their own shows, but there's other podcasts that are got booths. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, plus, I think yeah. uh, I heard on I heard on what happened when they're going to have the uh, a replica set of was it the TBS set uh, WCW and 
Tony Schiavone's going to be there, and you can cut your own promo in front of the set type type deal. So that'll oh, be wow. that'd be that'd pretty be cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just going to be growing so much, and there'll be a lot of throwback to WCW yeah, things. I think being be an awesome weekend for those that are attending. So yeah, I guess that uh, wraps up some of our independent wrestling uh, talk. We're going to take a uh, short break and come back and talk about the uh, lovely goings on outside of Smash Wrestling and the All In and Starcast uh, perspectives. We'll see you in just a couple minutes. Hey scumbags, let's join our favorite redneck Cody Diener with his Giver for Charity efforts. We are doing a raffle for an autographed Raw Red Parody t-shirt. This shirt was signed by the stars of Smash Wrestling during the No More Mr. Nice Guy event on April 29th in London, Ontario. Some of the names on this shirt include Cody Diener, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, The Well-Oiled Machines, The Super Smash Brothers, Jody Threat, Vanessa Craven, Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, The Remix, Kevin Bennett, and many more. Tickets are just 3 for $5 or 10 for 10 with 100% of the proceeds being donated to the Rumball Camp for the Deaf. Let's give her for charity and join Cody Dino. And now for your Ontario Independent Wrestling Events Calendar, brought to you by Rockin' Con, June 8th to the 10th in London, Ontario at the Music Hall. Come and see rock legends like Dee Schneider of Twisted Sister, Peter Chris of Kiss, and Lita Ford. Go to rockinconcanada.com for more information and purchase your tickets. On June 1st, Deathlift Distinguished Gentleman Wrestling presents The House of Hardcore in Napanee, Ontario. Join Tommy Dreamer and all his friends for an exciting night of hardcore wrestling. Also on June 1st, you can go down to Windsor for Border City Wrestling as they'll be hosting Impact Wrestling tapings for two nights on June 1st and June 2nd at St. Clair College. On June 2nd, Barry Wrestling presents Golden Glory 3. Featuring Carter Mason versus Brent Banks and Jim Nye and Puff versus Blackwood and Garcia. On June 2nd, Acclaim Pro Wrestling presents Superstar Challenge at 7.30 p.m. Featuring APW Champion Shitty Dash Bison, Big Magic, and Scrapper James Stone. On June 3rd, go to Destiny Wrestling as they record an Impact Wrestling one-night-only show. Featuring Austin Aries versus Rich Swan. Also on June 3rd, you can catch two shows in one night as Smash Wrestling presents the Northern Tournament. See eight first round tournament matches, including Joe Hendry versus Kevin Bennett, Andrew Everett versus Kevin Blackwood, Sebastian Suave versus Jason Cade, Brent Banks versus John Greed, Tyson Dukes versus Joey Mercury, Matt Riddle versus Mia Yim. Kimberly vs. Wheeler Yuta, and Jordan Grace vs. 
Joey Janela. The action starts at 4 p.m. at the Phoenix. The Northern Tournament continues at 7.30, where you can see the four semifinal matches along with a Fatal 4-Way Elimination Final. Tarek will also face Anthony Kingdom James. The Well-Oiled Machines will defend their tag team titles against the Super Smash Brothers, and the Beast, Frankie TM, will defend his Smash Championship against Vanessa Craven. For more details on how you can get tickets, go to smash-wrestling.com. Single show tickets and package tickets are available. On June 8th, Classic Championship Wrestling comes to the Chatham Kingsman Fair. And finally, on June 16th, Smash Wrestling goes to Dresden. Stay tuned for later on in this podcast to find out how you can join the scumbag section. This has been your event calendar brought to you by RockinCon. He's getting ready for to party with his pals Lita Ford, Danko Jones, and Kiss legend Peter Crest, and many more. Just added to this rocking weekend is the Almighty Guar, bring total destruction to RockinCon. All four members will be on hand to sign autographs and meet with fans. There will be an air guitar challenge presented by London's Best Rock, FM96, and it will wrap up with the Night of Legends concert. Are you coming to the party? Don't be left out. Tickets are moving fast. Get yours today. And we're back with Jason, and we're going to move on to some WDE talk. How are you doing, Jay? Pretty good, pretty good. We're still kicking it here. Yeah, thanks for uh, keeping with us on this podcast. And no problem. you. We're going into WWE territory. I got to be honest with you, I haven't watched it for about a month, so you might have to help me out with some of the goings on there. A little bit here and there from what I've seen on online and whatnot, but yeah, I think they'll uh, do and. Uh, should be pretty easy stuff, and uh, looking forward to the money in bank. And we'll, we won't do predictions this week, but as we get closer to the actual pay per view, we'll uh, actually do a rundown with all the uh, the full card and put in predictions. But before we get to WWE, um, somewhat related though, is this week started the uh, trial. Uh, with CM Punk and Colt Cabana versus the WD doctor, Dr. Amen. So yeah. Any uh, thoughts on that whole 
debacle from four years ago. Yeah, I was I was gonna say it's been quite a while now. They've been um, building up to this trial. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just some of the I remember hearing uh, the um, Cole Cabana podcast, The Art of Wrestling, when when CM Punk was on and him uh, telling all the stories about uh, I guess the doc like the WWE doctor just kind of letting things go and stuff like that. Is that kind of the the gist behind it? Yeah, uh, I guess during that podcast, uh, Punk uh, basically thought that he had a staph infection or something going on in his back, and he brought it to uh, the doctor's attention, allegedly, and was told, oh, no, it's okay, and go out there and wrestle, and he'd be landing on it and hurting himself. But during that podcast, they, I guess both of them put out disparaging remarks towards the doctor and WWE didn't obviously like that and it was I guess hurting the doctor's reputation so as a counter they are suing uh, Punk and uh, Cabana for defamation of character and then since there that there a counter suit at all like between like Punk no, and Cabana I don't, no, just I the... don't think there is one it's just uh, WWE doctor versus them and since then, also Cabana and Punk have fallen out of sorts. And yeah, I've heard uh, I heard that because apparently uh, Cabana went to a WWE event just to try to friends and whatnot. And I guess Punk wasn't too into that. Yeah, and thought he was a traitor. And yeah, yeah it seems so kind of weird. I, I really can't see it happening that way. But I mean, who knows? It just seems like those two guys have been friends forever, right? So um, it seems weird that that would be the the catalyst to separate them, but who knows? It depends on all what was going on and, you know, behind the scenes, like what they were actually feeling. Maybe uh, Punk thought that Cabana was selling out and trying to settle and hang him out to dry. But it kind, yeah, of, leads, very true. Very true. kind of leads to an odd uh, situation with anybody who does podcasting of what you can and cannot say. Because, like, I guess in somewhat of a way, Punk can give his feelings about it, but Cabana was sort of leading the conversation and the moderator of the show, not necessarily saying stuff about the doctor, just, you know, whatever. Yeah, he kind of gave Punk the platform, I guess, right? And so because he got given the platform, on his show, that's why he's going after getting sued as well. So it could be interesting how that works out. They might find it that, yeah, Phil said uh, things that he shouldn't have, and he's guilty of defamation. But because Cabana only gave the platform, he's going to be found innocent and not uh, be charged in the long run, or however it all works out in U.S. courts. But I heard um, that it started the other day, and it's a jury trial, and everybody had to sit through the whole podcast just so that they knew what was going on and heard everything in the context that it was presented. Uh, That's pretty interesting. (laughs) I can only imagine sitting there listening to your own podcast four years later and going, what the heck was were we talking about? Yeah, true. Plus, for Punk, that was like 
couple months was it maybe like six months after after he was released yeah something like that he left like in uh january because i was at uh, that royal rumble in uh, pittsburgh and the next day he was gone and so that was january and i think the podcast was like october or something yeah so so yeah so it's still kind of fresh you know what i mean for him to go on and finally vent everything he's been he's had building up inside right and um now like you said four years later going back and listening to it in retrospect it's like you gotta wonder like you know he might have been thinking oh maybe yeah i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't have said that about it at the time it was fresh and he was just kind of letting letting yeah letting everything out and plus it was he was talking to his friend and sure it went out to you know millions of people but um it was on a podcast right (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird and now because of the trial you got um I guess Cabana was supposed to have a show in Chicago also on June 1st or something. And he had to pull out of it because he's tied up with the trial. And this right. is also leading up to fight week with UFC and punk is supposed to be fighting, uh, Mike Jackson. In, yeah, that's the, right too. Uh, what day? 10 days or so. Is it yeah, I was going to say what, what day was that was? I think it might be the ninth or the sixteenth, something like that. Oh, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they wrap it up in time for him to make that. Because that'd be uh unless they let him I don't know if they let him just go do it, but um to miss something like that would be pretty pretty uh, drastic. Well even still, like even if the the trial does get done quickly, depending on how long the lawyers and everybody drag it out, he's also losing valuable time for training and working. Yeah, out. very true. Yeah, very true, yeah. And it's kind of interesting that it, after all the delays, that they're finally doing it right on the doorstep of his UFC fight. So yeah, it's interesting timing. Now, is the is the doctor still employed with WWE, or has he been let go? No, he's still there. Is he still there? I couldn't remember yeah. if I read something about him being being released or whatnot, but I couldn't remember exactly. No, I'm pretty sure he's still there. It was interesting after... Uh, that podcast did come out that they kind of spotlighted the doctor a little bit more to show, oh yeah, he's doing this is the doctor and he's doing proper things on. Right. He's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And so they kind of were calling Punk's uh, bluff of, oh yeah, you want to say bad things about him? Well, look at he's attending to this wrestler and doing all this other stuff, and he almost yeah. I guess became a character on their show just to. Show that yeah, he's not as bad as uh, Phil's trying to say. Yeah, just kind of stick it to them, right? And kind of, kind of juvenile to be honest. But uh, yeah, well, it is professional wrestling, and it is professional wrestling. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't put a logical situation to an illogical one, right? Or however, however the saying goes. Yeah, and it's been childish since the world began, with and especially with the Monday Night Wars, how all that went down. Yeah. I was more two kids playing with their toys and everybody were pawns. Yeah, two two millionaires. Still going to continue today, even when it gets to legal action. Did you happen to catch the uh, Enzo, or as he really wants to, or the new name he wants to be called, the real one, and his uh, rap? I saw, 
Yeah, I saw um, posts from diff- different wrestling related uh, Facebook groups and whatnot, but I I didn't look at, I didn't watch the video or anything. I just saw what they posted and hey, here's check out his video and this is kind of what he said. And but I didn't I didn't watch it to be honest with you. Yeah, well, uh, speaking about being juvenile and everything, I think um, I did listen to some of it until I had to just end it, but it just was really horrible to begin with and i hope he doesn't attempt to make rap his new career i think he was trying to make i think he was trying to make his new career while he's still in wwe i think he was kind of using that as a platform i think he said he was using that as as a platform but um getting released and then yeah he's just trying to use uh whatever he has left from the wwe uh rub to to get his name out there yeah, and he needs to really stop. And some of the lines in it were just really horrible and juvenile. And yeah, yeah. I guess the build-up for it, uh, he was posting some. I don't know if it was videos or pictures. I, I saw a whole bunch of different things, but he was kind of um, showing the uh, generic wrestling fan and uh, some like overweight guy, like dirty-looking guy or something, supposedly. Uh, his his uh, his uh, perception of wrestling fans or something? Yeah, it was just really degrading the fans, and uh, yeah, it, that's that's great a great idea, Enzo. Just uh, you know, discriminate the fans that made you what you are. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it did anything to give him more fans or take away fans because those who loved him are probably going to be like, oh yeah, that was the greatest thing ever. Ha <laughs> ha, that's great. And the fans who already were disgusted and wanting him to go away are like, "Yeah, please go away," even more so. I didn't. I honestly didn't mind uh, Big Cass and Enzo when they were in NXT, and then they got moved up. It was all right, you know. And then uh, you started seeing more. I think you saw more of the real side of him come out, like when he was doing those network specials and whatnot. And it's just you can kind of tell he's. You know, you, the the real Enzo was coming out in some of that, and you could definitely see see through it. And that's what kind of threw me off. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about Enzo anymore. And that was the upside with him being on NXT. It was short amounts of time, and because of their taping schedule, you might have seen them once or twice in a four week period, as opposed right. to being brought up to the main roster and it's then every week, and you're going, uh, why? Yeah, exactly. Cass might be able to wrestle, but you can't. And yeah, plus get, getting injured like every other week. Yeah, like if anything, his career, he had potential for being the next Jimmy Hart, potentially. As a yeah, manager, true. he could talk, he could get somebody else over, but he just needed to stay out of the ring, and I can't believe they put the 205 live show on his shoulders. Yeah, that was a big mistake. <laughs> Luckily, that plug got pulled after he uh, messed up by not telling them about uh, his potential legal action against yeah, the him. Yeah, allegations or whatnot. He should have at least told them that wouldn't have been his last straw. And, well, he moved on. Triple H got to take over because Vince was going to pull the plug. And, yeah. It's it's been hit and miss, I'd say, with two hundred five live. Um, I watched a bit of it. 
when they first did the the switch over thing, I was kind of you know watching it, but I kind of fell out of it the past uh, like month or two. So I'm not 100 percent sure what's happening now. I know uh, Cedric Alexander is the champion still, I believe. Yeah, he got that at WrestleMania, and that was the upside because they brought in Drake Maverick, and Drake was doing somewhat the Triple H role of resetting everybody, of taking away the stupid gimmicks of Drew Gulak and uh, questioning. Uh, Jack Gallagher, why you're wrestling in a suit, you're a wrestler, you should be in proper attire, and just taking away all that hokey stuff that the wrestlers that were Vince doing. Loves. Yeah, the hokey stuff that Vince McMahon loves. loves, yeah. Exactly. And resetting it to a NXT uh, Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament style of what they were in the initial vision. And unfortunately, after that tournament ended and Cedric won the title, it went back to being in limbo of where's the motivation for everything going on. They've had some uh, shows with some great in-ring action, and it's hard to keep that crowd when you're just following SmackDown. Exactly. Plus, it's 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 different for... Because um, you know there's that line between like the hardcore fans, say, say like indie fans, and the casual people that go to see Raw or SmackDown and for them to have a, a SmackDown event and then 205 after, the casual fans aren't going to be as much into the actual wrestling as as other fans would be. So it's hard. Like you said, it's having it after SmackDown is not such a great idea in my opinion. Because, yeah, well, by that time, you got families there because it's geared towards family entertainment. And so they look at their watch and go, oh, yeah, it's 10 o'clock. It's a school night. We have to exactly, go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It needs to I'm be in like an. Yeah. In my opinion, it needs to be in like an NXT environment where like smaller crowd had like that are way into it and just put everything over and it looks good on TV, you know? Oh, yeah. It would definitely thrive. However, though, this week, um, you said you didn't get to see it, but this week, their main event was Cedric Alexander against uh, Buddy Murphy. And they went 20 minutes and it was like jaw dropping. Dave Meltzer might be able to give it a four to five star rating just for that 20 minutes. That was awesome. Right, they've been, I think they've been building that match for a while too, haven't they? Yeah, playing around with, oh, Buddy Murphy's down to 195. Oh, nope, he didn't make weight. He's exceeded it. Oh, he's back down and playing around with him being able to cut weight. Sort okay, of like yeah. a boxer and UFC star, but just to get into that uh, 205 bracket and he did come up short, but at the same time, the match was uh, really amazing. Well, I'll have to go back and watch it now that you've recommended it. So, yeah, For sure. Uh, definitely. It's probably even though there were some really good matches, including the six-man tag on uh, SmackDown, that match probably the match of the week. Very cool, yeah. I'll definitely have to go back and check it out. There's been so much so much wrestling going on, like ROH and New Japan and that. It's just, it's honestly hard to find time to work, how to, where to watch all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very saturated, but at the same time, you can pick and choose and go back and forth if you want to see something because of the on-demand aspect of it. So it's pretty cool that way. 
and you have recommendations from Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, right? So you can go back and watch whatever uh, whatever is being promoted. Yeah, and uh, do you catch on um, uh, NXT this week or even uh, anything online what, what happened last night? With, uh, I, I, I am still keeping up with NXT. Yeah, I am still keeping up with NXT. I love NXT. And yeah, that uh, Ricochet Velveteen thing, that's anything Velve- you put Velveteen in is just amazing the past little while. So. Yeah, I loved uh, how that all came about last night because they've been teasing them when they went last week as a two on one against uh, Lars. And now they're setting up for a one-on-one against each other. And Velveteen Dream came out and saying, anything you can do, I can do better. And then you have Ricochet flipping over the ring and landing on his feet and going, prove it. Yeah, My just dropped when I saw him do that. The flip was amazing itself. And the look on Velveteen's face afterwards was just like set it over the top for me. Yeah, those two are going to kill it. at TakeOver Chicago between oh, that match yeah. and the Chicago street fight with Gargano and uh, Ciampa. Yeah, yeah. Those two now can't that, do anything wrong. That match was supposed to be something else, wasn't it? But there's a match with AJ and Shinsuke that kind of took took away from that. That's why it's a street fight now? Uh, possibly, because, yeah, it was going to be last, last man standing, maybe. Is right. that it, whatever? I, I don't know. It's just something I read. Uh, I, whatever the AJ Styles Nakamura matches, that's is there a stipulation to that at Money in the Bank? Yeah, it's going to be a last man standing. Okay, it must have been that then that um, the the Gargano Ciampa match was supposed to be last man standing, and because it got switched for AJ and Nakamura, it got changed to a street fight. Yeah, you don't want two of those on the same weekend because it kind of dampens the second one. It's true, and yeah, yeah. I must say, though, in that case with them, I'm liking this setup as a heel Nakamura doing the uh, last man standing with AJ as opposed to their build-up for WrestleMania. It's kind of odd. It was a dream match that everybody was hoping to see that right. hasn't really kicked into the next gear. No, you see, like, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no, go say what you were going to say. Well, I was going to say, like, um, yeah, the whole Nakamura AJ thing for me is honestly what kind of is driving me away from WWE right now is because, and this is like, I've been watching Raw and SmackDown for, like, since the beginning. Like, I've been watching wrestling since I was, like, three, so, um, and I, like, it's it's sacrilege to miss a Raw or SmackDown. And then, honestly, I haven't watched either for about a month and the AJ Nakamura thing is kind of what set that off because after WrestleMania, the hype behind, behind that match and the, the turn with Nakamura low blowing him at WrestleMania was cool. And then after that, it's like, he's low blowing him again. He's low blowing him again. Now they're doing, uh, they're having a match on SmackDown to see what the stipulation is. It's like, okay, that's not the point. I want to see those two wrestle, but not every week. And I don't want to see, two of the best wrestlers in the world low-blowing each other. Like, it's just, they're taking it such a wrong way. Yeah, that was, that was my downside to that this feud because it should be amazing. And it started off the last few weeks 
or a few matches was all can hit who in the uh, balls the hardest and be taken out. What I didn't agree with was how they came about doing the stipulation match because you know I didn't want to see them against each other on SmackDown. Well, like you, I think, I think, you, I think you said before, they could have done a, a beat the clock challenge or something that didn't have them in the match together. Exactly, and that, that was would have saved it uh, for then this uh, upcoming Last Man Standing. But they, you just gave away a free match on uh, live TV with like. It was a clear-cut victory. It wasn't any cheating or anything going on. So it's like, what are we doing? Why am I getting this exactly. for free? Plus, we, plus they had it. it be like, it's been one. at WrestleMania was, was cool. And then they had it at Greatest Royal Rumble. I think they they wrestled. And then uh, SmackDown, they wrestled. <laughs> you know, it's just too much. You got you to gotta have them together. But, like, in, yeah, watch. have them in tag team matches or something that they're, they're together, but they don't touch. And then you want to be like, Oh, when are these guys going to finally like, you know, have their rematch? But they're just like, nah, here you go. Have go out and wrestle uh, on on SmackDown." <laughs> yeah, that was sort of the upside to the way we grew up watching '80s wrestling. Like, we're never going to see jobber matches constantly. Like, you, you get the occasional one, like uh, Almas coming up, and he's got two jobbers to go against the last couple of weeks. But we're not going to see that on a regular basis. But what did happen in the 80s TV was that a feud never collided with each other until it exactly. was... Exactly. It was, it was drawn out. Or exactly. It was drawn out over months even. Like, and then when it did happen, it was such a big event because you're finally seeing these two guys who have been going through you know, hell the past couple months. They're finally going to meet in the ring. And it made it such a big event. But now it's just like they don't do that anymore. And you know, Maybe it's just the times, like you said. Maybe because we watched it eighties, nineties, um, that's the way things were done. But it's just nowadays, it's just so tough. <laughs> I think there's still a way that you can do it where you know they can be on separate paths that eventually collide. Where, like you said, in the eighties, you'd have a match going on in the ring, and their opponent coming in with a split screen and talking about them or put them at the commentary yeah, exactly. and just never have them collide with each other. Even if they have to go against another superstar, that's fine, but just don't have them meet up in an actual official match until a big payoff. Exactly. The payoff, right? It's the payoff. You said it right there. <laughs> the payoff, or they're just not doing it now. And that's going to be the problem with as we transition to the next part is, did you hear about the TV deals for uh, Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, SmackDown going to Fox for something like $1 billion. Yeah, over five years, uh, $205 million per year for five years. And USA might be doing the same thing, but then SmackDown's deal might also include NXT coming along with the Fox deal. But if they're getting paid that much to be on their networks or their channels, is that going to be a priority over a pay-per-view and anything going on the network? Uh, It's very possible. 
um, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. If somebody's paying you that much money to put on a TV show as opposed to somebody paying $9 to watch your network show, which is going to get priority? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Like, is it all the t- is all the TV going to be driven to the Raw and SmackDown shows? Yeah, maybe just and, well, they kind of they kind of keep Raw and SmackDown off the network, don't they? Until like months later, then they'll they'll put up yeah. the show. Yeah, that's part of the streaming uh, deals that they have. I think they have to wait thirty days, and even that's going to be up for grabs uh, with different negotiations uh, when. In 2019, when the new co- uh, contracts roll in, mm. so somebody else could pick up streaming rights as opposed to, you know, Fox could show them on Fox Sports One, and then Amazon could show it streaming at the right, same time, right, yeah, or a week later. Yeah, I don't know. That's so, like for it's gonna be a weird situation, I think. <laughs> yeah, for some <clears throat> unknown reason. Everybody's wanting to throw money at WWE. It's terrible right now. It's I terrible. Hope... <laughs> I don't understand yeah. it at all. Exactly. I just hope that with all this money, they're able to do something and attract the fans well, and bring it back. That's the thing with me. Like I understand that you know it's PG. They got to like do their thing for kids and whatnot. But there's still like that core audience that. You know, look at the roster they have right now. The guys like Finn Balor. Finn Balor's walking out every week with a giant smile on his face looking like an idiot. They got, like, Samoa Joe and Nakamura, AJ. Like, the rosters are stacked, and they're just doing absolutely nothing with them. They're more focused on Roman Reigns. Yeah, probably, like. probably the best uh, in-ring talent uh, compared to any roster of any era uh, to do in-ring. They might not be the greatest on the mic, but what the fans want bell to bell more than entertainment, you have a great roster. Give us the bell to bell action the, and you're there. Yeah, the amount of buttons. Yeah, the amount of hours of television they're they're doing every week, they can have a separation of like sure they have the new day for the kids and whatnot and but then again they have Samoa Joe and, you know, Nakamura putting on a clinic, like instead of what they're doing now. They can split it up. And all the dream matches now with uh, Daniel Bryan being cleared and three years of not being able to see him, you now have Joe, Shinsuke, AJ, even Seth Rollins, you know, against Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They need to take advantage of that and give the fans something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw a meme or whatever. It's like uh, showing Daniel Bryan's SmackDown matches, and it's like, like you said, uh, Nakamura or whatever, AJ, and it says pay per view match against Big Cass. Something's not right here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he has been doing those uh, matches against them on regular TV. Just doesn't make any sense. Oh, because they could be prolonging that into something uh, like bigger for each individual match, right? Mm-hmm. I think for Vince, sure. I don't. Well, he has the last the last say in everything, but he's just I think there's just so much rushing of things nowadays, it's just getting so diluted. 
Yeah, the slow burn has always been the best option. Yeah, like you, like we were talking about, you set up a match for, um, say, SummerSlam and start building it now. Like, start slowly building and have the guys in the ring together, but not in a one-on-one match. Have them in tag team matches. Have them in six-man matches. Have a guy doing commentary, like you said. Just build and build and build, and then finally hit that moment, the payoff at, at SummerSlam, say, for instance. Yep, and you know it. It's going to put people buying tickets and wanting to come back. Like I claim every week when Raw starts that it's the longest episodic running TV show in history. But they're almost standalone shows because of the way the writing is going. It's not episodic TV where you want to come back the next week to go. Oh, what's going to happen? Right, right. There's no cliff sort of cliffhangers going on where fans are going, I have to see it next week. I have to see the following week. I can't wait till it gets to the next pay-per-view. Right. It's just standalone shows. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. And it's kind of crazy because you were also saying about all the TV time that they have, but there's actually people that from the shakeup that maybe made one appearance on TV and haven't been seen since. Yeah. Because uh, authors of pain and That's what sanity. I was going to say. I was, I was just going to ask about Sanity because, like I said, I haven't watched it. But last time I watched it, they were, they were doing the the, uh, the promos for them coming, but I kind of fell off the wagon watching it. So I didn't uh, – did they even debut yet? I don't recall them debuting. I remember seeing a video saying they're coming next week and – they brought us clay. <laughs> nice. You know, it's like, oh, coming next week. And, oh, no. Yeah. Coming, the the no. Emelina, too. No. The, the six month drawn out Emelina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, just to be, uh, no, thanks for coming. That's and sad, to be honest. It's really I don't sad. Know. And you'd think Authors of Pain and Sanity are something you want on your TV as something fresh. Yet they weren't there this past week. All the Raw tag teams minus uh, Drew and Dolph and Bray and uh, Matt, all the comedy ones, were in the ring doing a barbecue food fight for Memorial Day. Are you serious? You you had Brizango, The Ascension, The B Team, um, which is Axel and uh, Dallas. Uh, Rhino and uh, Heath were in there, and also, God forbid, uh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, nope. Uh, Some other team. Oh, the, the revival. revival. Sorry, the revival. They were in there. The revival should not be in that uh, comedy mix no. either. But they were all in. There making fun of uh, things and then they end up with a barbecue food fight. I, I can tell you like, I, why Why is that? I can honestly say I'm so not upset I missed that. <laughs> yeah, it, it competed with uh, the last week's uh, Sami Zayn <laughs> segment with the Lashley. Yes, sisters. I saw some, I saw some pictures of that. Again, I'm just like, yeah, why? why? <laughs> like, can 
are we trying to find bad TV and blow these deals with USA and uh, Fox? I don't know. Like you that's what be, I mean. That's at, at this point. That's a, put out your best efforts so that you can show that we're worth the this billion dollars that you're going to throw at yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I don't. I really don't understand right now is because it's the product's so terrible. Yet they're getting this money thrown at them. It's like obviously, like they must be doing something right. I guess it's just not what I agree with. But if they're if they're doing all this these barbecue well, fights and then people are throwing billions of dollars at them. I guess, you know, they're doing something right, but just I don't agree with it. Well, even uh, the stock at this time last year was, I think, under $20 a share, and today it's up to uh, just over $60. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I have, I'm a lot, I have no idea what, what's going on in that. What are we missing as fans that everybody else is seeing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Maybe we're just too jaded because we we lived through like Austin and Rock and you know <laughs> things like that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but coming up is their next pay per view. Uh, maybe just to give you a heads up of what's uh, coming, so you can prepare for our predictions time. Though is the Money in the Bank, and right now in the uh, for the men's. They just established all eight uh, competitors. It's going to be Finn, Balor, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Rusev, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, a member of the New Day yet to be determined, and just this past week, Samoa Joe entered. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) Are you happy with this sort of mix? And who do you see who might benefit from it if they got the case? Um, uh, it's hard to say. They have a they have a decent group there. Um, I I would want like a Kevin Owens to win, but it seems like he's been in the doghouse lately. Uh, for some reason, I I don't know, but uh, it seems to me, and I know we're not doing predictions or whatever, but uh, it'd probably be like a Braun Strowman maybe, but it's hard to say. Yeah, feel free to fantasy book uh, a win here if you want, to, and then we'll, yeah, we'll do our official ones right, later yeah. on. Um, no, I'm going to leave it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look into this more. Like I said, I haven't really been up to date lately, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of stew on this for a bit, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, because like money in the bank ideally should be for somebody who needs it to advance forward. In their career, like how it did with Edge, it skyrocketed him to a main event uh, scene as opposed to being in the high mid card when he cashed it out right. of Cena. So it's like, who could it kind of help in that regards? And does it go on a heel or does it make somebody a heel? And that uh, like maybe a Bobby Roode needs yeah. it because he needs to be more than just. Yeah, if we're going that route, I I would say Bobby Roode or even you said Joe was in it as well. Yeah, Yeah, Joe's in it. Say someone like Joe won it, and then, um, you know that could or Rusev. Rusev, yeah. That's another thing. Rusev, that guy was like so over, like, and and they're just uh, apparently. I I don't know if it happened, like I said, but um, they wanted to strip the whole Rusev Day thing off him and turn him back into a a ruthless guy, like. 
We're still doing that right at the moment with Aiden and uh, Rusev. And then we got Lana in there right now as well. But also, there's what comedy, I guess. I hope it doesn't become a comedy thing with the briefcase. But it could be done with the New Day. Would the briefcase be somewhat of a Freebird world? Like how they did with the titles? The yeah, I didn't, titles? Think, I didn't think about or that. Does it, is it a chance to break one of them off and not necessarily have them turn on each other, but give it to, say, Big E and give him a push with the briefcase? Or, yeah. You know, it's like there's so many different routes it could go. And with your thought on Braun, I think that would probably be the only guy of that group who could take the briefcase and instantly say, I'm cashing it in on X date, a.k.a. maybe SummerSlam, and say, I'm using it at this time, and I'm challenging for the universe. Yeah, so they do Brock, Brock Lesnar versus, versus Strowman, right? That could be that could be a big yeah, match, for, even though they already did it. They already screwed that over, but um, they could do that for, for, like you said, SummerSlam or something. And if he ends up declaring, that's one of the few times it's been used in that manner, which does make it unique as opposed to the sneaky go in there when the champ is injured and steal the title and be sort of the chicken yeah. shit uh, champion. Yeah, well, I think wasn't Cena pretty much the only one that's that's actually done that with the briefcase? I don't re- remember when Cena did it, but apparently he yeah, did he, do I'm it. I'm pretty sure he did set a date, um, I, and then he challenged whoever it was. I don't remember now, but... I know Rob Van Dam did it, because uh, he declared that he was going after Oh, Cena One Night Stand, three, right? One Night uh, Stand, yeah. Stand. That's true, that's true. forgot about that one. So those are the two that have done it so far, is Cena and RVD. So yeah, I could I could definitely see Braun doing has it. been handed everything so far. Yeah, plus he's been over for so long, right? And maybe that's the opportunity you finally give him the title and rebuild Roman Reigns, even though they're putting him against Jinder, okay. probably in the hopes that people hate Jinder enough to that's cheer. That's the only Roman, reason they're doing that. I think. I think Ginger might actually get cheered during that one. Or it better be in the middle of the card so they're not walking out like they did with Joe versus yeah, Roman. At, you uh, would hope backlash. they learn their lesson, but we'll see. Yeah. And then the women's uh, ladder match has Lana, Charlotte, Ember Moon, uh, Natty, uh, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Naomi and Sasha Banks. Hmm. I almost want to say. I want to say Charlotte might take that one. And I know the whole predictions thing, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know who need I, Becky could uh, definitely. Oh yeah, use a few of them. Yeah, a few of them could use it just to reinvigorate their careers, so to speak. But um. I know it's Nia Jax against uh, Ronda Rousey, right, for the title? Yeah, way too soon. And on the uh, SmackDown side, it's Carmella defending against Asuka. Okay, yeah. Uh, You had Charlotte this week uh, uh, with Becky saying, oh, I should win the uh, briefcase 
so that Oscar can win the title and we do a WrestleMania rematch. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so that could be a possibility. Mm, yeah, like I said, there's a few in that ladder match that could definitely use it, but um, yeah, it's kind of up in the air for that one. I don't know. I think they have two more weeks uh, before the actual pay-per-view, so uh, it was okay. I think that they slowly built up everybody to enter the match, and maybe now they can just mix some people right. they up. They had qualifying matches, didn't they? Matches. Yeah, they did the men's qualifying matches really quickly, and then they slowed down a bit due to Cass being possibly injured, and they gave Daniel Bryan another chance, and did a triple threat instead of the one-on-one yeah. match with Joe and Brian. I threw in Cass again. That's that's good. I like so I like the way they did that. I like the qualifying instead of hey, it's Randy Orton's in the match and this person's in the match. Like it's better for them to actually earn it. And it shows also the depth of where you don't have to instantly go. Yeah, we got nobody. You, 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 you. Right, right. In. Yeah, right. There is at least. 16 people that had a chance to be in it and stretch out and you got some time for TV because right after the Greatest Royal Rumble ended and and Backlash, it's been like six weeks or so without having to rush to get to something. Exactly, yeah. Everything was compact between WrestleMania and Backlash with three major events there and it's like Wow, every time you turn around, here's a new event. Yeah, it's kind of oversaturating everything. So, yeah, we'll uh, look onto that uh, as it gets closer and run down the whole card, including the tag team titles for SmackDown and whatever else uh, gets thrown in there. I think there's also going to be a Lashley and Sami Zayn fight. We'll know the whole card as it gets closer. Yeah, I guess that uh, brings us to the end of uh, our Beyond the uh, Indie Scene uh, talk, mainly of WWE, and I'd like to thank you for being part of the, today's oh, show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I hope to be back uh, another show, maybe next week or whatever the, ta- the yeah, time works, sure. right? Yeah, and if uh, you got anything uh, to uh, from Comic-Con to report on, that's great. We're still... Uh, Appreciate the fact that you uh, did the Destiny Wrestling report a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely, um, definitely be try to do something for the Niagara Con for you. I mean, they have uh, Ric Flair and Trish Stratus, Lita, Bruce Beefcake, and I think Greg Valentine. And Big Show is going to be there as well for like a couple hours. But um, I'll try to hit any of the uh, maybe. Yeah, he uh, he is he was scheduled, but he canceled. But uh, I'll try to hit. I'm going to try and hit some of the panels. So maybe I'll pick up some little tidbits here and there. I'll be able to pass along. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll add that to our uh, next show, along with the uh, rundown from the All In, or not All In, the Northern Tournament from Smash on Sunday. And yeah, we'll have a full show. And hopefully, we'll get more guys in and get the roundtable going again where we can bounce ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So, once again, thank you for joining me, and 
thank you for uh, also allowing Kill Effect music to be used on our podcast. Oh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. For those that are unaware, I'm singer guitarist for Kill Effect, who are the songs you hear at the beginning, I believe. So, yeah, you can find us at uh, Facebook.com/slash Kill Effect. And actually, we're playing uh, if you're in the London area for Canada Day. We're going to be at the uh, East London Optimist. Canada Day, Canada Day celebration at the uh, Argyle Arena in East London. So we'll be there from 5.30 to 7, I believe. Uh, we'll be hammering out some tunes and rocking the stage. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll uh, keep that up to uh, date on our podcast, just so that it's known, and also on our uh, uh, Facebook awesome. page. appreciate it. Anytime. So... Have a great night, and we'll talk again See soon. See you later. Ciao. Hey, scumbags. Want to join us on the road? We're going to Dresden, Ontario on June 16th as the stars of Smash Wrestling make an appearance presented by the Dresden Junior Kings and 99.1 FMCKXS, your music variety. Already signed for this card are Super K versus Ricky James, Eden Prince versus Brent Banks versus Tyson Dukes. And for the tag team titles, well-oiled machines take on Kill Screen. The endorsements of Ashton Suave demanded quality opponent for, and the management has done just that, as Cody Diener will be stepping up and answering the challenge. The scumbags will have their very own VIP section. You can join us for just $20. We still have five tickets left in our section, you can contact us through our Facebook page or on Twitter at Scumbags Canada. Let's make this a fun night and support the Dresden Junior Kings. June 16th in Dresden, Ontario. And that wraps up episode number five of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank Jason for joining me tonight for our talk. As you heard, you can reach out to Kill Effect in multiple ways and join them on July 1st here in London as I celebrate Canada Day. And you can check out everything involving Scumbags of Wrestling on our Facebook page at Scumbags of Wrestling, where you can celebrate the birthdays of our Scumbag of the Day and check out the latest goings-on around the wrestling world as we post up-to-date information and share videos and comments you can find us on twitter at scumbags canada and you can join us on the world wide web at scumbags.ca look for our next episode to cover the results of the northern tournament from smash wrestling this sunday in toronto at the phoenix and i'd like to thank john pollock and wei ting from post wrestling for the tickets David and I will be going down to Toronto to watch the show and cover it for our show and send along a report to Post Wrestling for their website. Until next time, take it easy and we'll join you again next week.